One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dally Boys of What Culture, Michael Hampler and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. The quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review the first Raw of the year. What did you make of it, Michael Hamlet? Oh, yeah, I never forget to check my privilege when I walk in this office, and it's especially after Christmas when a lot of people, like as we record this today, it's... Um, Tuesday in the United Kingdom, and a load of people will be returning to work for the first time after the Christmas breaks. And it comes with, like, the deluxe bumper edition of the Sunday Dreads, isn't it, for a lot of people. Sunday scary. Sunday scaries. That awful post-Christmas feeling. I don't have it, because I work here. Yeah. And I get to come and see you guys. But we get to do what we like anyway, so for the most part, the, that scaries feeling just doesn't exist. Thank WWE and Monday Night Raw for allowing us to relate to people that don't work in our profession <laughs> for giving us a little bit of that because I was watching it and it's like it's not a disaster of an episode or anything but I was just sat watching it this morning and I was about no exaggeration like under 10 probably 8 minutes in going, oh Jesus Christ this and that that was the 51 more of these this year yeah the Monday scaries of the oh yeah like there's this back as well it, again not even just a hideous episode of Raw but just a reminder of what you potentially subject yourself to every Monday night slash Tuesday morning if you give yourself up for three hours of this. Like, Happy New Year, same old WWE crowds. Um, what was most of the card? Had it not been for the bloodline breaking in in the opening seconds? I'll start takeover, mate. Just like, I, oh. They're so uninspiring and so flat and just didn't engage me at all this episode of Raw. I suspected this was going to happen. Uh, the dot connectors of wrestling media were like, oh, something's going to happen. I'm saying, it's not. It's not. They're not going to do anything big on the week of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. They're just not going to do that. They are going to go, right, okay, they'll let these lads have the little buzz and we'll start really kicking into gear the week after because realistically, Raw is not going to get talked about for the rest of the week because Wrestle Kingdom is happening. We can just delay things a week. That's not the route they should have taken. Should have kicked off the air with a bang, but I suspected nothing significant was going to happen on the show. I was proved correct. And I watched two bits of wrestling contents overnight. I watched the flagship program of the market leader mm-hmm. and a press conference <laughs> and a press conference got me jumping around the bloody metro on the way to work today and raw just had me again within eight minutes i was like oh this it was the dale cooper richard twin peaks return finale of 
what what year is this? <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing a bit. I genuinely thought that um, my Sky Plus had like recorded the same episode twice because they <laughs> did the exact same thing that they did on the last live episode of Raw to counter that really piss poor rating they got mm. with a bloodline. Oh, we're going to destroy the show and take it hostage again. All right, okay. You've done it. I've seen it. You've done it. And there was a modicum of storyline progression in that. All right, well, you're not going to do it this week because you're going to be in action. If you want to be bloody on Raw so much, I'll put you to work. So there's a modicum of progression from that bit, but it was, I know why you're doing the bit. And I know why you're doing it mm. again. And then ultimately, it is 50-50 something, something that had happened on SmackDown. I was, I was bored of this. I'm absolutely bored of this. Give it a bloody rest, lads. If you're not going to put on a show, just don't bother. Do another best <laughs> of so I can preview Wrestle Kingdom instead of this crap. That um, Kenny Omega... Will Ospreay press conference like did hang heavy in the titty of this role because it's now got second best promo of the year locked down after what came on this show. Obviously, mm. speaking of lockdown, um, it was there was only one person that could compete with the quality of the verbiage from Will Ospreay and Kenny exactly. Omega. Luckily, we got it on Raw, um, but otherwise, <laughs> like nothing else, nothing else. Cody is brilliant, and yet, and yet, because at the moment he's in full. Cody, I'm back. It's my dream. Oh, he's winning the Rumble. Right, well, it's, it's, it's great stuff, but it's a very, it's different gravy type of great to what we were getting out of Osprey. Yeah. There's just, there's no... Live Cody can compete. Yeah. Taped Cody, not so much. There's just not that. Like, And Cody hasn't got like hatred in his heart for anything at the moment, and these two men absolutely despise each other going to wrestling. <laughs> so, yeah. I had quite a good time watching it. And maybe it's just because I've had a, a break from watching anything wrestling related for a couple of weeks. I watched loads, actually. Yeah, I watched quite a bit too. More than See, I expected. This, this is your mistake. No, I think Raw's the mistake. <laughs> I think Raw's the mistake, mate. <laughs> there we are, blaming the WWE viewer yet again for not enjoying WWE. Yeah, I, I had a good time with this. Like, uh, like I love the bloodline. I think Solo Solo Sakura is one of the best things to happen from NXT to the main roster ever. Uh, and I think they've they've booked him brilliantly. Uh, always In love terms a banter. Of consistency. Yeah, and a consistent long-term arc and portrayal, certainly. Hasn't reached the highs of, say, Kevin Owens' introduction. No. But what was it, August? What, when he, yeah, David yeah. Clash of the Castle, August to January. In the same time frame of Kevin Owens' run, Randy Orton was already calling him fat. Like, mm, Randy yeah. Orton was already calling Kevin Owens fat on main roster TV, which was the, all oh, right, okay, so he's not this game changer who can beat John Cena. He's just someone who doesn't look like what they perceive to be a star. Mm. Already that had happened yeah, in the they, same time frame. So it's, it's got to be Sakura. That's the thing is, they brought him in and he beat Cena, obviously. And you're like, oh my God. And they're like, and then we're going to do it again for the US title. And you're like, okay, you're going 50-50. Uh, that's kind of yeah. part of the course. And we're going to do it one more time. Oh, you've lost 2-1. So and he's fat now. And he's yeah. fat because Randy Orton's calling you <laughs> yeah. fat. Well, this and uh, like, uh, there's no hope. It can be, that's it, because there's a little bit of hope. Like, it's not just the now, is it? Like, theoretically, with Solo Sakota, whatever happens next to Bloodline and Sammy, he'll have something big coming off it. You can kind of sense that his year's probably going to be pretty decent as well. He's in the right, like, sort of company mm. in terms of the Usos and Roman. It just sort of feels like whatever happens with him, regardless of the wins, at some point he's going to get beat, and at some point, like, the losses are going to there, and that's going to be tricky to navigate. But otherwise, it's not just a four-month period we're talking about. I feel like the first year and four months are going to be pretty good for Solo Sakura. I did watch this show and think, how can you improve on the spinning solo? Oh, through a piano. That's <laughs> I hope that was slightly more gimmick than the one they used with Nakamura and Strode. Yeah, the, yeah. the legs actually collapsed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like he was set up to not kill a guy. So I enjoyed that. Um, I'm perversely into the whole Uncle Howdy stuff. No. So that was... 
That was a, a fun little thing. Yeah, I, main I, event was was good. It's so bad. Ellie and I and Brian Uncle Howdy on SmackDown was incredible. Yeah, that was, was absolutely amazing. Terrible, terrible. I, terrible. I, did, I did watch some wrestling. I watched the John Cena episode of SmackDown. Yeah, that was the only thing I was like, I'm going to make sure I watch that. Watch Death Triangle versus the Elite Six. It's the best one of the series. Yeah, it was really good. absolutely unbelievable. Is he still lots of stuff to do? Um, and yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed Uncle this show. Howdy better. <laughs> Uncle Howdy better. Anyway, let's start at the beginning of the show, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, because good. there was a hostile takeover of this show. I Again! Was, I was the same as you. I thought, well, I've clicked on the, I've uh, pressed play on the wrong uh, episode, and then, yeah. What, what motivated the last one? Uh, what was Roman specifically pissed off about that sent him to Raw the last time? The challenge made by John Cena. He's right. like, right, okay, we need to assert dominance. Uh, it's a bit flimsy to get yeah, the yeah. bloodline on a show-long thing, but right, okay, fair enough, fair enough. You can maybe stretch it to... The best thing about the Roman Reigns character is when he gets flapped yeah. and defensive. So he's done this because he's got the challenge of Cena. More of a coward than he wishes to let on. Yes, yeah. that's the joy. That's the heat. That is the heat. Um, but this time it was, all right, okay, well, Cena's beaten us, so we need to reestablish dominance over WWE. <laughs> I always thought he'd be... One of these every three weeks. And then they did, thus basically negating the John Cena match. Yeah. I thought, like, okay, he's going to be pissed off because it's his, like, what was it? I read somewhere on Twitter, like, it was his first clean loss since like 2019 or something, technically, yeah. because and he, he wasn't pinned. But. The last time he was pinned was by Baron Corbin and the dog food. Yes, yeah. It was Rowan. Rowan, was it? Ah, right. I thought it was Corbin. I had a, I'm sure it's I had one like, of the two. Yeah, like the, lo- the <laughs> loser run. It's a run, trivia. It's a the trivia. loser run of 2019. Yeah. So I understood why, why he's pissed off with that, but then I thought, well, he got his receipt back on Kevin Owens. You see his eye at the end yeah. of that on Saturn Smackdown. Jesus Christ. Kind of ruled, actually. Not sure. A little bit of a little bit of insider knowledge, this. A little bit of something you can re- rewind the tape. You might be able to hear John Cena calling some sports. <laughs> he's yelling it in that match. Sorry, we're not going to get a chance to talk about it. Wait, wait, <coughs> wait. Tag now. Now tag. Jesus Christ, John. Incredible. It, what was it? The old thing was, I want... One of the worst workers ever. <laughs> yeah. Let's call, you know, let's be honest. Let's be frank. He was so over as well. Like the reaction on that show was for like nobody else. Oh, Bloodline, inc- Bloodline included. Like it wasn't, it was one of the things where you were thinking, oh, it's like, Cena's going to come out, but are people just going to be too invested in the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns stuff to really care about? No. no they're going to care more about John Cena than I, that's what they <laughs> turned up for. It's but, weird. It's like, all oh, I've said this before. We'll get to the show at some point, but it was really boring. I've got the same take for every match. It went on too long. <laughs> I said before, the complexion of the WWE audience has changed. The people who cared enough to defy the book and, and support Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, th- that contingent migrated to AEW, right? The people who grew up loving John Cena and would never go, Cena sucks. Like, they all love him. They're all besotted with him. Like, they finally got it. It only took, what, 14, 16 years? Yeah. So the Rosehead spot calling has worked. He was right. He yeah, was like, he was right. Apparently, if you tell them miles in advance what you're going to do, then they're going to love you forevermore. Also, when he... If you took, suck their arse, they will come. <laughs> when he took his cap off, I was like, oof, maybe just keep it on at the back. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, I've got a take on this as well. He what? can keep that as long as he wants to keep it. Mm. Yeah. For me. I don't know, like, I, I love, love Bob Mortimer. But there was like a period where he desperately needed to let go and it wasn't happening. I don't care. People cling on. I don't care. I'll Bobby Charlton until I'm 45. <laughs> My dad. It's a very complex thing for a man yeah. to go through. So let them go through it however they want to do it. Uh, my dad was like dealing with it from 21 and finally gave up the ghost. And he said it was like the greatest thing he'd ever done. And I was this, like, that was drilled into me from that. I was like, sort of just, he used to ice cream whip his hair. <laughs> 
like into sort of like a, a little tower on top, and he was like, he got it shaved, and I've been like, he, I've been waiting for it almost pretty yeah. much. And there's a camera in uh, our studio. You've seen it, you know that mm. one that like does the never ending. Yeah, if you put the wrong feed on for the telly or whatever. And Murray put that on, and I was like, oh, that's funny. I'll take a picture, and then I saw like. 3,000 things of this little bird's nest thing I didn't realise I had. I was like, oh, well, that's a year left in my hair then. So we're getting uh, Cribs hair back this year, I think, 2023. Yeah, We talked about this, didn't we, before Christmas? We did, I. I might give it one last go. go I on. might go to the barbers as a 37-year-old man and say, can you give me one of them trims where it just like gets rid of the bits and mm-hmm. grows longer down one side? Please. I'm gonna start can I have s- extensions? I'm going to start sweeping. Uh, yeah, live shot of the bloodline attacking, <sighs> causing havoc basically around ringside, flipped an announced table. Sammy Zane's yelling down the camera lens. Hostile takeover. Kevin Owens comes out, um, and Sammy Zane, yeah, says, it, it, we're taking over this show. It's all your bloody fault, Kevin. Um, and I was like, I, I came out here to say something. I can't remember what it is, so I'm just going to come down and punch you in the face. Um, and as he's marching down the aisle, out comes Postman Pierce and his security. And he says, no, 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 not doing this. You've, you've run roughshod over this show for too long. That's not happening tonight. Security, get rid of them. Solo Sikoa murders all of them, which was great. Uh, Owens goes in the ring, but of course the numbers game catches up to him until the, the locker room, well, the very small locker room <laughs> empties as like seven other lads, including like the likes of the Street Profits and Shelton and Cedric and Elias and people like that, run down and clear the ring. And uh, yeah, they're, they're leaving through the crowd of the bloodline. And Pierce says, no, I'm putting you to work. You're all going to have matches tonight. I like this opening. I know uh, it's been done before, but... What was on the shoe, Paul? What was on the shoe? This would be... Well, you had reserve matches. They just had to bump off because bloodline are in now. Tell me that. This would be like one of the... The good versions of the bad Triple H things, of which there's loads at this point. I would say I enjoyed this segment in and of itself too, but yeah, there's like underlying problems. I was a bit disappointed to see um, Gizalos as one of the guys coming out to help here because I was wanting to see if he was going to get that Wrestle Kingdom egg payday. And obviously he's going to be nowhere near that, which is a bit of a shame. Like he was sent out with the Goober squad. I miss Daddy Dangly. Yeah. Um, but I, Sakoa again, like why not? In a segment that does feel a little bit fake, and I, you fill in time here. Why not at least use it to get somebody like Solo Sokoa over, like have the memorable spot, which increasingly is the case with it. The memorable spot be Solo Sokoa, the story be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They're focusing on the right things. It's just like I do get it every time Sidgwick says it. It's not going to be to everybody's taste that this is the way you insist on booking things because you don't have to. You could do it another way. You just choose to do it this one. Uh, Will they go backstage? I just uh, want to mention that I thought the uh, the chaos was very contrived. Yeah. <laughs> They go backstage and... Uh, I take on the opening segment. Was this the bit where Byron Saxton was doing his best... Oh, my God, what an absolutely fake bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's chaos. It's just piss off, Byron. Don't believe a thing you've ever done in your life. What's that old Coliseum video exclusive where Gorilla Monsoon's like, uh, I'm trying to get in the door here. <laughs> and then he just opens it because it's unlocked. It's like the Warrior. I think it was like the Rumble when he lost a title or something. Yes. Like the Warrior's livid about losing the title. I can't get in. Oh, the door's open. I can't get in it. Uh, so Bianca Belair tells Saxton, uh, Alexa Bliss is beyond repair and she's going to become, but she's going to show Bliss why she's the champion tonight. I like fired up Bianca. Um, and then we go to a break and come back, and everyone's going, oh, I want to fight the bloodline tonight. Um, Montez Ford speaks up, obviously. Um, and then Elias says, no, 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 I want to fight Sokoa because of what he did to me a few weeks ago. Pierce says, all right, but you're not going to have any old fight. It's going to be a Music City street fight because of where we are. Got your prepared LED ring apron. <laughs> the instruments have just materialized <laughs> from where. Imagine that as an impromptu match. Yeah. 
Do you reckon this 2023? That bloke's like, well, we had a good few years selling goo, <laughs> tomatoes, but, you know, I got this big order in before Christmas of all these, I don't know why I thought I was opening this musical instrument shop <laughs> the from the stadium, but I think that's, uh, I think that's it for it, Luz. Luz, love. Gling. Got it, got it, musical instrument shop. Got it, smash up. I need six, ah, six grand pianos. We're saved. Uh, yeah, and he books. I love how, like, sorry. Sorry. I love how, like, they have everything. They, they must therefore have everything right. Okay, what if someone want, what if what, what if our musician wrestler is so hit up by something that happens that wasn't planned for? We'll have to have some instruments in for that. Yeah. Okay, what if oh, you know the heels are being a little bit rascals, and you know what we should have some fruit to chuck at them. They've got everything. Yeah, conveniently half. The, uh, yeah, they need one truck for the ring. When you see them driving through cities, and there's just that. Yeah, it's yeah. a fleet. The first one's the ring. Everything else is <laughs> like just goo, <laughs> instruments, fruit. Like all the different weapons that they'll somehow need if there's going to be a weapons match. So there's like stories of musicians flying in their favourite dinner or by private jets uh, yeah. so it's ready for them when they finish the gig. Like many, many years ago, Vince Mann saw that and like stroked his dimple chin and be like, oh, we just get every single thing in advance. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you mean the goo drops broken down? Uh, yes, and then he books uh, the Bloodline in a match against Owens and the Street Profits, uh, the rest of the Bloodline. Uh, and then we see musician Hardy at ringside. Love his back catalogue. Um, and then uh, it's time for <laughs> the Raw Women's Championship match, yeah. Bianca Belair versus Jesus Alexa Bliss. Uh, I did like the sort of, I don't know what, how to describe it. I, I think of Scary Movie. Well, because you're supposed to. That was what it was in well, our yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that was like... She I was put her hand on her head and she just... Because it was the... The oh, maybe we take the monster seriously. Right. A parody. Yeah. A parody of a parody. <laughs> a parody. It's, it was the, like the character that was supposed to be parodying their woman from the ring. Yeah. yeah so that's who the cast Alexa Bliss has, obviously. Because she's spooky now. It's, aye. Parody of a parody of a parody. I just like the fact that Bianca Belair, did, it was exactly the same as that character in terms of like, I'll just kick your ass. I'll yeah. just kick your ass. That's an easy... Like, Bianca Belair controlled most of this. She got posted at one point that allowed Bliss to come back into it. But then... Even despite that, she just went, i oh, vertical suplex because I'm mint Bianca Belair. Um, Bliss pulls Belair out of the ring by a braid at one point, uh, but then gets a little bit distracted, Sige, by a certain fan wearing an Uncle Howdy mask. Uh, just puts Belair back in the ring, goes up top, and then, wait a second, there's another. There's two on. I'm seeing double here. Four <laughs> Uncle Howdies. Um, and so she comes off, gets down off the top, the, what's it called? Upside down, upside down B. Yeah, the oh, upside down B's ass. <laughs> that flashed on the screen. She went like this. She went. Alexa Bliss freaks out. Oh, the bees! The bees! And just attacks the referee. No bell rings, but they just went. Yeah, it's probably a DQ in it. And then she snapped, attacked Bianca Belair as well, and hit her with two DDTs on the steel steps before walking out. Bianca, I'm not sure if this was planned or not, but she had blood all over her face. Oh, Two hardware jobs. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the, the spooky stuff feels like too early in the year to be going in two-footed on that. But th it, it doesn't justify a rematch. Like, Alexa Bliss will get one, but it doesn't justify a rematch. The booking was home state stuff that Vincent Mann used to be castigated for. Like, Bianca Belair wasn't booked to win and then was booked to get her ass kicked in front of home state fans at the very least. Where's she from? 
Tennessee, I don't know mm. where exactly, but like, and they didn't respond to Not it. from Knox County. I maybe. It's the Kane thing, Kane remember that? territory, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. So like, and the, like, the fans don't come up for much. They come up for John Cena, but they didn't come up for Bianca Belair specifically. And so. Seth Rollins, in fairness. Yeah. yeah. They were hot for Seth Rollins, yeah. They weren't for this. So that it suggests that the Alexa Bliss thing is failing again. Like the last time it happened in the middle of the Thunderdome and it was just perverts on Twitter suggesting it was brilliant. Like now there are crowds taking a dump on it as well. So there's way more objective evidence as was the last time. The last time it was nothing more than simple, nonce, awful creative. Now it's simple, nonce, awful creative that fans don't even like. It's getting rejected in buildings. So I welcome more of it, quite honestly. When's the goo coming? <laughs> nearly 20 minutes this one? Yeah. It's a 17. lot. Right. There was some stuff here that wasn't that bad. I oh, thought yeah. the braid was worked into it quite nicely at certain points. There's a bit where it's like, how do you not know to just lie still and wait to get the. Uh, what's it like? The moonsault dance? Yeah. Yeah, she just like went on her side. And then Bianca Blair had to go, all right, move. <laughs> <laughs> you do my moves. All right, I'm watching a fake contest here by people who don't really know how to work very well. Great. Uh, love it. More than one, there was, sorry, more than one miscommunication along those lines. Is it just they haven't got the ability to work a match this long between them? I think one wrestler is markedly better than the other. Yes. But between them, they didn't have the ability to work a long, drawn-out singles match like this. Um, it showed more than once that they couldn't. And then the finish, what, what do you say about this? I couldn't tell whether it were just fans wearing the masks conveniently placed because it sounds going to work if they're in, like, the gods. And then she's like, ooh, reminds me of the trauma that I experienced from my actual in-fiction abuser who's somehow allowed to be back in the building. What is this, an American indie show? <laughs> what is this, Brit Rares? Um, Jesus Christ. Like, um, and then there's another one. It's like, have these been dispatched by Uncle Howdy? Are they just fans? Is that Uncle Howdy merch? Go That's on shopwwe.com and check this Howdy merch and we'll get the... Uh, the answer to this. I, uh, While you do that, I'm going to bury this a little bit more. God damn it, I hate this so much. Every single bit of mild praise I see about this is, again, my biggest pet peeve in all of wrestling. Well, something's happening. Who cares? Something <laughs> happens on every TV show ever. It's called a plot. It's called the reason why these things exist. It doesn't necessarily make them good. You complete hacks who write things like this. No, mate. You just yeah. got a t-shirt that says, uh, revel in what you are. Good shirt, though. So there's no Uncle Howdy mask. No, although I would rather spend six grand on a belt than that Uncle Howdy some of these mask. Lunatics, <laughs> some of these lunatics do make their own stuff. So maybe it's that. But ultimately, so I don't know if it was like fans who spooked her or if they've been dispatched by Uncle Howdy. Every single bit of praise. I never see anything about, oh, the um, the blocking of this <coughs> was really unsettling for this reason. Um, if you'll notice, um, the suspense of the way that this was shot, the cinematography was great, or the prosthetics are really unsettling, and this is why I never see anything like that. I never see any of the actual content of this praised for any insightful reason. It's a oh, progression in the storyline. Great. Why don't you suck my cock? Because it's just not good enough that you are getting paid to write about this. I think we're starting 2023 right here because I love the idea that, um, well, something's happening, being that, like, the preserve of somebody that's never yet to, like, switch on another television show. Imagine, like, the split second of, like, the opening credits of anything, literally any other TV show. Credits end. A character speaks. <laughs> Head explodes. <laughs> but I can't believe it because it's only ever been wrestling. 
well, something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see it progress. Well, and just so you know, straight away, there'll be accusations of bias thrown at us for this. Like, it's one of the biggest failings we've levied at Matt Hardy, the uh, Hardy family office, the everybody family everything. That's that's all that's ever happened is something's happened. Yes. In Matt Hardy's life, something has been happening for about three years. We just don't want to watch it. Mm. it. We say there, that is not enough that something is happening. But, yeah, it's constantly given I've us i never a, read a single thing from the most ardent... Why it leaning critics or fans about why specifically it's good other than oh, it's happening? I, I don't know. think I ever will. I will say I'm on board with this Wyatt character specifically because of the what's the name of the match they're having? Pitch black. Pitch black. Close. It's a Mountain Dew pitch yes, black for match. A drink cushion. I love that. I couldn't believe it, man. Like obviously we talked about pitch black and the fireflies lighting the way for the match or whatever it is, and then you see the graphic come up and it's like it's a drink. And it's a drink I want. And we can get synergy. What's our favourite thing that we do? Talking about cards? Fear, fear less. Well, apart from that. Fear less. <laughs> more like fear more. Mountain do. More like Mountain Goo. More like Valley uh, Dry. <laughs> yeah. Valley Sunshine. No, because use wetness on the grass. Well, we'll get to more wetness later. Um... Bianca Belair is getting stretched. Oh, no, they go to stretch her out, and then she leaves with uh, her other half, Montez Ford, instead. Uh, Kathy Kelly, Shantz Austin. Do you know that the uh, behavior or what happened to one character in the show affected one of the other characters? I picked up on that, yeah. And that's like, oh, all right, okay, well, David Simon's writing this. (laughs) Sake. Uh, Austin Theory said uh, 2022 is his year. What's meant to happen? 2023 is his year as well. Seth Rollins is the past. He's the future, et cetera, et cetera. He's outplayed Rollins every step of the way, and his US title range just beginning. <laughs> Not bad for a kid, huh, Seth? <laughs> um, Elias. Thanks, he's 20s. Elias. Versus Solo Sokoa in a Music City street fight. Elias goes to play a song in Solo Sokoa. I love this. I'm not doing that, bollocks. I'm not waiting here whilst he sings a stupid bloody song about me. Comes out. Uh, They twat each other with a load of instruments. Cowbell was my favourite. Chuck each other into some drums. I did like the bit where he got chucked into the drums and it sounded a little bit like a budum because the cymbal went flying as well. They clocked each other the cymbal and what have you. Uh, Sokoa just hits Elias with a Samoan drop and just goes, I could just wrestle you instead. I'm better you at that. Um, Elias comes back, hits him with an electric keyboard. That gets him a two count. Uh, Solo Sokoa comes back with a belly to belly, misses a stinger splash. So Elias does using a tambourine, which I quite like as well because it's a good... Like clonk and it yeah. that goes with it. So just doing that with him. Stinger splashes, spine buster. Uh, and then Hardy, you'll remember him, um, the musician, gives a guitar because they're trying to they keep trying to hit each other the guitars and miss and hit posts and what have you. Gives it Elias a guitar. So, uh, solo Sakoa super kicks him before he could use it. And uh, the only time I want to see a Hardy in the ring in 2023, Hardy jumped over the barricade, got in there, <laughs> yeah. twatted Solo Sokoa over the back with a guitar, and brilliantly, Solo Sokoa just no-sold it and turned around, and Hardy just went, sorry about that, I've misjudged your situation, and just legged it. This allowed Elias to hit a running knee strike, goes up top as he comes down, Sokoa hits him with the Samoan spike, spinning Solo up the apron, through the piano, that legs actually did break this time. And then uh, Sokoa pins Elias, one, two, three. I had a load of fun watching this. Yeah, me too. Wonderful booking of the Sokoa character end-to-end in this match. Like, all the li- it was sculptured around how, like, what he can sell, what he won't sell. Not just in terms of the weapons, but he can't really be arsed with this. 
Like, oh, I've come here to beat people up, and now Adam Pearce has put me in this stupid thing, so I'm going to just have to get on with it. So I quite liked how like the character remains feeling quite real in spite of how mm. stupid WWE is. But weapons make noises. This was intuitive. This we shouldn't be still reflecting on one of these matches where like Shinsuke Nakamura seriously injured himself, gashing his back on a shoot piano. Is this back of his head? Back of his head. Sorry. Oof. These are musical instruments. And weapons are supposed to make noises in a wrestling context while the table will be over forever and ever and ever. So this completely worked in that regard way more than the stupid Halloween ones or the stupid Christmas ones. I had a lot of fun with this and I, like absolutely do uh, Solo Sokoa character match like this every now and then as a to serve as a reminder of who he is on his own. Liked it. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't that boring. <laughs> I, liked it. I liked it when the weapons made noises. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, then we look back at the uh, Cena and Owens match with Reigns and Zayn on SmackDown. Uh, which obviously now has led to this six-man, Sami Zayn and the Usos versus the Street Profits and Kevin Owens. Brawl straight away uh, until two of them, one from either side, end up in the ring and the bell rings then. Uh, as you alluded to earlier, Sige, uh, Montez Ford was uh, conflicted, uh, concerned about his wife's injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and a couple of occasions they went to, I mean, get Montez Ford's attention and he was just staring off into space. Uh, in the end, Owens, though, gets up and just tags him, um, uh, it sends him in, and that fires Ford up. He comes in, he hits a, a flying crossbody to one of the youth. So I think it was Jimmy uh, and Sammy. Uh, he hits a standing moonsault on Sammy Zayn for a two count, then goes up top and hits a frog splash on Sammy Zayn. But Jay Uso comes in to break up the cover. Uh, Dawkins gets rid of Jay. Ford does his awesome flip dive, which is oh, is that better than top dollars or not? It's <laughs> close, isn't it? Um, Takes out both Jimmy and Sammy. Uh, Solo Sokoa comes back out. He's not had enough fighting for the night. He takes out Dawkins. Uh, Owens goes after him. But Jay saves uh, Sokoa by super kicking Owens. 
This all uh, distracts Montez Ford. He chucks Jimmy off the apron, but turns around into a haluva kick. One, two, three. Uh, and Bloodline going to go to kill more people after the match. But Sheamus and Drew McIntyre run in to make the save. They're fighting for the tag titles on Friday, I believe. Can I say one thing before Hamlet uh, gives his take? I was being facetious about the, oh, you know, Montez Ford is upset about what happened to his wife. And this is just how most shows interact have characters interact with one another. It's about actually goddamn time that someone on this roster realized that there's a supernatural presence at large. Mm. Mm -hmm. How many times have we sat here and said, the reason why the Fiend character never worked is because in Seg 6, oh, who cares? Yeah. You know, he can conjure doppelgangers. He can return from being immolated. Mm -hmm. He can, um, you know, kidnap, terrorize, change the psychological makeup of an entire human being I don't want to be near him. I don't want to be in the company that has this person in here. In fact, uh, life as I know, it's different. And I should be completely and utterly devastated, scared, anxious, mm. profoundly impacted in one way or another about this. So it's about bloody time someone else in this roster did that. Maybe that's a sign of progress. Maybe I'm being extremely generous. I will say that Montez Ford should be sucked out of that universe. Mm -hmm. And in one where he's a single star because it's been like he's two years overdue. Two mm. years overdue. Yeah. How long is it going to take this company to realize what they have in Ford and Dawkins, put the team up. They've been great, run their course, I think, and just put them in stars. And I'm a lot less concerned about Angelo Dawkins without Montez Ford now. Like, he can hold his own. He's almost, I think he's good. Yeah. In a different, in a very different yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Split them up. It's all over for the Street Profits. <laughs> this company needs stars. But, like, they dick around so often. So bloody often. Well, they, they, what's changed for them in the last... Year, like when we were like, oh, turn and heel. I'm not sure if it's the right time, or whatever, but it's gonna be interesting to see what they go from here. And then they went, no, no, bollocks, that we need some babyface tag teams. You're a baby. I mean, they are a great babyface tag team, obviously. I just had a thought then when you were saying that, like, supernatural presence, just us going, oh, sorry guys, we can't pop in the studio. Freddy Krueger's just using it this afternoon. We have to wait till two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. weird, isn't it? And then we'll come in and I'll be fine. Yeah, it's only ever, it's only ever admin uh, speaking into WWE. It's like, how quick can we get the otherworldly, this doesn't happen in humanity scene, cleaned away in time for the next match. Yeah, yeah. Isla Dawn's killed the ref. But can we get him out of the way because she's just pushed somebody into a turnbuckle and needs to get a two count? <laughs> right, uh, then they plugged the Royal Rumble. Oh, sorry, your thoughts on the, the match? Absolutely zero. I was thinking about how your best friend, um, Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett, tried to pretend on SmackDown that he'd seen on Twitter. Uh, you know when the, all those baby faces were scoring off Top Dollar and it was a terrible, terrible segment where you hated them. Uh, but then Wade Barrett... Ricochet got, especially. Yeah, Wade Barrett got a He's good such one. Such an in. arsehole, isn't he? He was like, oh, yeah, I think I saw one online. It might have been on Twitter or something. Uh, they should rename him Hit Rope. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it's like, Wade, that's brilliant. But you don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to claim it, and I get why. Because like, he committed a murder there, I believe, Mr. Barrett. <laughs> have we had a chance to talk about that? Can we talk about it now? Yeah. From the, I, think it, I think what makes it the best is his look just before it about, like, get ready. I'm going to break the internet. <laughs> and, he, and, and he did. And he did. I love that he sells it as a success anyway. I well, really I like, like that. Like one of those useless tosses in uh, heavy, uh, heavy machinery. Mike and Raiders had to go, oh, I have to bump <laughs> It's in the script. <laughs> I feel like I know the answers, but did either of you catch uh, the Usos and Hit Row for the bails? No. On, the, on the tapes one. I was busy. His leg is still knacked. Like, he's hopping around, like they've not even worked on He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, then they plugged the Royal Rumble, uh, talked about the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. <laughs> 
And uh, unfortunately, confirmed AJ Styles has broken his ankle at a live show. Uh, probably going to miss the Royal Rumble. Awful that. At least I think he said it's the longest time he's going to be away. Um, get well soon, AJ Styles. Yeah, I, it's this is this is a bit why I don't mean this sound cruel. Like it's okay for characters to take breaks from WWE television. Yes, like it will be. Healed. The pun wasn't intended. Then there wasn't intended. No, he looked at his ankle. That'd be very. Uh, Mean spirited. Looked at his swollen ankle and was like, why is it all blue? Like, no, like, that would be mean spirited. I'm not going to say that. It's yeah. Ev- like, they should cycle wrestlers in more yes. than they do in WWE. So, like, he will be missed, but his return will be. Go, yeah, we go away. For it. Yeah. Let me miss you, whoever it is. Yeah, I've got thoughts on AJ Styles. It's not the time to express them. Okay. Um, wonder if you've got thoughts on what came next, because it was time for Dexter Loomis versus Chad Gable. Skip. Skip. Yeah, Loomis cradled him and what got the win. Boring tosser. I wasn't going to talk about the match, but I do want to mention, I'll, I'll swear at one point, Otis just, just out and out called him an arsehole, which was the only fun point, part of that match. Skip means good. Yep. Enough about that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. And this week's five-star review review is brought to you by Fionn from Corkin, Ireland. Um, <laughs> oh, God. New Year, same old me, apparently. Um, if you want your name associated with the five-star review review, if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related, leave us a five-star review review either on Apple Podcasts uh, or you can just do five stars on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. Obviously. Uh, and then just email your, your review, just like Fionn has done, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Fionn writes, Hi, lads. My five-star review review is this. I'll tell you what it is in a second. I decided to ignore your cries for something wholesome and instead would love if you could review the Trish Stratus Bubba Ray Dudley table segment. Oh, God. <laughs> if you could read the comments, that'd be great. Uh, by the way, t- timing this with a busted lip as I tripped during school, so not as detailed as I would have hoped, but listen to every podcast episode when I get the chance. P.S. Can I hear from Stax by any chance? He is a great act in the What Culture podcast slash YouTube universe. Thank you for that. I don't know where he is. Yeah. I'll be having all right Christmas and holidays. Yeah, just have a... I mean, if he if he does... Bloody thing. Uh, show up, <laughs> Fionn. I'm sure, you know, that'd be a real nice surprise for you. Yeah, yeah! Hey, oh, you've been summoned! Hey, happy new year, you f***s! Are you still pissed? Are you still pissed? No, I'm just full of the joys of... Uh, it's sort of January. <laughs> hey, uh, I heard uh, <laughs> someone uh, saying my name. Was it... Who is it? Fionn, was that... Was I just caught it through <laughs> the door. Just, just through that, was it? Uh, Fionn, yes. Yeah, Fionn. Yeah, you know... Uh, Thanks for your... Thank you, Fionn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, my uh, grandmother was 80% Irish. You know that? You've seen this? You heard about this? I didn't know this, no. Stax. That's right. Her name was Iris. Now, think about it, huh? <laughs> I'm doing thinking man's comedy. New Year, New Year, sucks. <laughs> You'll know it. So uh, I just so happened to be thinking of jokes about Ireland uh, on my way over here. I got three of them for you. Hey, I love okay. three. I like three. Uh, okay. Question. Oh, okay, the last one doesn't have a question, so I'm just going to plow through it. But the, the voice tool, you can... Uh, why, why don't you do the... Okay. Because yeah, the, the, the last one's my favorite. Yeah, because that's why you slam yeah. the chair. Yeah, yeah. Technical game remains impeccable, sucks. Why can't you borrow? Why can't you borrow money from a leprechaun? Huh? But should I think about that? Ain't hey, the leprechaun? So you got any money? Like pot at the end of the rainbow. Uh, he hasn't got a pot to piss in. 
That's good. He hasn't got a pot to piss in. It's good, but it's not right, Sidge. Why can't you borrow money from a leprechaun? He's a little short. Because they're always a little short. I got one. I got one. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Applet, what do you call a fake Irish stone? It's emerald, so... Blarney stone as well. Is there anything that rhymes with Blarney? That sounds fake. Carney stone? Yeah, I like that one. We'll go with a carny stone, please. Stop. It's good, but it's not right again. What do you call a fake Irish stone? A shamrock. Uh, yep. yep, good. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Starks. Finally. Wilbur, what did you think of the joke? It's quite good. I'm just sitting over here, mate. I can't, you know, we need to get new. We should have bought a new chair for Christmas. So yeah. Shut the f*** up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, joke number three. This is not a question and answer joke. It's just a picture this, okay? Bono and the Edge walk into a bar in Dublin. Huh? You know what the barman said? Huh? Not you two again. It's the way I goddamn tell him. See you guys. Bye, Bye Stacks. So Even if we did get him a chair, he'd only break it every week. Couldn't remember that's why the bosses weren't invested. Yeah. We should break those ones in the studio. They suck. Um, <laughs> I almost fell over when I did the news on, uh, was it the Thursday or the Friday? Yeah, yeah, Me and Hanfler did Lethal, the news. aren't they? Oh, oh my God. I almost fell, o- fell over on camera. What a dickhead I would have. An even bigger dickhead I would have. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, thank you to Fion for that uh, suggestion. Um, take us back to April 2000, Hanfler. What's, uh, what's going on? April 2000, um, Trish Stratus had been in WWE... Since February, which would make it two months less than the Dexter Loomis Miz feud. And she was already one of the company's biggest stars because the company knew how to book and she was immediately a big deal. And in line with that, Bubba Ray Dudley, the Dudleys had turned babyface uh, around putting people, especially women, through tables, which was alluded to that Bubba preferred to having full penetrative intercourse with them. He would put a woman through a table and then Jim Ross would, as the camera zoomed in on his eyes, would say that he was transported to an orgasmic state. Oh. He didn't need to, I mean, he could just, like, chuck oh through a table instead. The ways, the optics, oddly, were better from putting them through a table than just having penetrative intercourse with them. It like, was very sexualized, the yeah. body parts that were in his face. Yes. That would make him get a... Potentially. Correct. Famously or infamously, you choose. I think it's kind of an incredible piece of business when he did it to me young. That was awesome. Earlier in that, that year. That was incredible. So good. She was the same age then as Vincent Man is now. So I'd love Boy, is that 76 or 77? I'm <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see somebody do that to the Vince. Elsewhere, now. this was... Uh, I don't want to accuse the man of anything. But, you know, I think this is just like really cheap and ugly misogyny and to get heat. Yeah. I think that's what this Might was. Be. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the... Uh, this is going to be very brief, me recapping this, because it was it, the one so segment... it takes, yeah. The, the brief the comments, right, is what we're all here for at the end of the day. And uh, a lot of them are all just like, <laughs> can't do that nowadays. What, you can't put a woman through a table? <laughs> yeah, probably not. I wish I was the table. Well, we'll wait and see. I've got thought we could play a little game. It's time to play the game! Hopeless. <laughs> Did you see Tamina versus Katana Chance on main event? 
What? No. Oh my god. Little treat for you. But I'm back on lunch. Yeah, excellent. You've seen now like it in your life. Forget that World Cup 1 p.m. kickoffs. I'm already more excited for this. <laughs> the idea that Tamina is like the gatekeeper. The <laughs> fact that she's like X, she's a one, two, three kid now. Sean yeah. Walkman. Have a good match against Tamina. You can have a good match against anybody. So that's why she's a main event. Katana, straight your stuff. It's Tamina. She'll take care of you. She'll give you a great match. The fact that she is installed legitimately as the Walkman of the women's division <laughs> is enough to have shareholders call for Triple H's head. <laughs> it's this match, honestly. I mean, it's funny because you say, like, you know, the idea of if you can have a great match with Tamini, you can have a great match with anyone. It's true. Yeah. But not for the same reason yeah, yeah. as one, two, three, kid. <laughs> By the way, now like it. But probably should save this for the podcast later. But did I see. Uh, over the Christmas break that they put um, Bird Person in a match with Lash Legend. I don't know. On NXT. I didn't see it. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, so the game for this... That's more research at dinner for the podcast this afternoon. Sorry, we won't talk about that. Um, this is from the uh, April 24, uh, 2000 episode of Monday Night Raw, and I've got the results here. I thought we could play a little game with this. Because ah. we always sit here and say, bloody Monday Night Raw, matches are too long. It's very true. We want to guess the longest match on this raw. It was a different time, obviously, and it was a two-hour raw. Much better. One. But what? What? How? How long did the longest match go? I'll tell you. On this show, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches. Seven minutes and one second. So I think he's probably about nailed that. So I'll just go eight. Seven minutes and twenty-three seconds. Can you guess who was in it? April twenty-four. It- 2000. 2000. Uh, Rock and Triple H. In one of these. Oh, we're going to get it on TV. No, you're not. The Bloody Undertaker's gone and interfered. So <laughs> buy the babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go some sort of Guerrero Jericho tag. You got three quarters of the people. I was mainly thinking it's the longest match on the show. Who's in it? Triple H. Uh, it was uh, Triple H and Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho and The Rock. With uh, Shane McMahon as special guest referee. The amount of times that the big stars, air quotes, wrestled each other on TV was quite incredible. Their pay-per-view business was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Kept the belt on Triple H just to milk a backlash by right out there, didn't they? Yeah. Rocking him. I just saw him just looking at this and realised that there were two DQs on this show. <laughs> um, and one 50-50 booking as well. Uh, it work back there. Rikishi and Kurt Angle went to DQ, and then the Hollies beat the Hardy Boys, and then immediately after that, Matt Hardy defeated Crash Holly for the hardcore <laughs> title. It worked back then. Honestly, bloody it's hell. A, it was a backlash go home, thinking about it, this was. This being the system in this booking format being in place for all these years, like people cannot comprehend that, you know, Brian Danielson might work really, really before he gets hot on the BCC. They just cannot wrap their heads around it because this is what... They'd rather get... Worked like rubes into thinking they are going to get a match and then not see the match. The same trick is repeated, much like a tennis ball. You know, with a dog. Mm-hmm. Fetch. Hey, hang, on. <laughs> hang on. That's what these morons. And it's only a small sample. I thought, all right, all right. Get the stars. You don't get the finish. <laughs> I get the stars. Oh, what's he working that match for? Because you get the. If Danielson beats Wheeler Yuta, it usually means he's going to do something great in about two or three weeks or months' time because that's how uh, patient long-term storytelling works. 
Oh, you should be going five minutes to a DQ. Why? Why would you want to watch that? <laughs> dog owner with a tennis ball. Jess just throw the ball, but doesn't. And the dog still goes, something happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something happened there. So it's around, wait a minute, nothing happened. I'm interested to see where this goes next. <laughs> so anyway, uh, throughout the show, she's been cutting promos on tables. about how important polishing your table is or some table legs are good and that. Uh, and uh, in this final one, she's in uh, white lingerie on a zebra table. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, that was meant to be a zebra sound effect there. Well, uh, what was that? What, what noises does zebra make? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got a thing to show you. They do make that noise. I'll show you later. Oh, what do we? Oh, wait, 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 wait. We didn't, like, Are you going to show us something? No, it's someone in a safari park, and the zebra leans in and goes. Right, okay. <laughs> Just because the way you were secretive about it there, I don't, yeah, 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 it's not. Be, it's not PCL porn. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, don't, I do not want to see that. I've got a thing I'm going to show you from the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's every second, isn't it? <laughs> Lying on these tables, Trish Rice, by the way. Why? Lying on these tables gets me so excited. Why? I miss Tiffany Strand so much. Hey? I know you do. I'll be back tonight. NXT preview. Shut up, Adam. But it's just not the same without you, Bubba Ray Dudley. Full name. I love that. Still got it. Bubba Ray Dudley of the Dudley Boys tag team. (laughs) (laughs) Just not the same without you, Bubba Ray Dudley. Would he be able to lie on it? Or it just collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> not being flamed. You know that bit. Who gets scared of the heat? You're allowed to say anything. Those people did the Titanic mock-up where they were like, they realised that Kate Winners had just pulled up Leonardo DiCaprio. He was so slight that he probably could have fit on. It's like they tried it with Bubba. And like, no, I'm <laughs> 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 uh, it's just not the same without you, Bubba. If you play your cards right at Backlash, there'll be a table separate too. From me to you. Mwah. And then Joe ejaculates on commentary. It's like a 20 second clip. Yeah. You're usually a bit better with your descriptions. What was the uh, what was the camera doing and what was it looking at? <laughs> it was, uh, uh, I think the best way I'd say is objectifying Tristratus and the table simultaneously. Mainly a tit. Yeah. Riding around on a big zebra table. Anyway, down to the comments we go. Once again, these do not reflect the views myself, Dad, boys, or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. Uh, Aaron L. Sige writes, Oh, God, I wish I was that table. <laughs> <laughs> Hot eyes emoji at the end. Hot eyes? Hot eyes. For the, I don't know if that's for the table or Trish. Better than an aubergine. Yeah. And like that little spunk thing that comes <laughs> after it. Yeah, yeah, The three drops. The jet of jizz emoji. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another little... It's time to play the game! You may have heard me read this comment in the office. Sometimes when I'm doing doing my research and prep, I'll be sat there, headphones on, blah, 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 and you guys are actually working on, you know, proper important stuff, whatculture.com forward slash WWE. Um, and sometimes I just go, oh, like that when I read a comment. So, uh, Ink Ribbon writes, I always love Ink her. Ribbon. <laughs> I always love her, but man... Nothing beats Trish from 2000. She was the best little blank. Girl. Yeah. Minx. Oh, very close. I always love her. But man, nothing beats Trish from 2000. She was the best little vixen. Somehow worse than what I said. Got a bit of a Jezebel energy about that, didn't it? 
Uh, Max Tour 6416. Uh, maybe looking big picture for the storyline. Right. <laughs> Tess probably wanted to tap that so bad, but Bubba was the one piping her down. <laughs> right. Uh, hate Crew 78. Need crew. Yeah. Oh, God. I will say, I've, I've, I've not done my job properly here because I've started from the bit to describe the clip, but obviously the the uh, segment, the YouTube thing that uh, Fion sent us, uh, where some of these comments do and don't come from because there's a wide variety of people reaction to Trish Stratus on tables on the internet. But um, the clip that we saw, there's a brief crowd shot, isn't it? Because it goes from match, crowd shot, and here's Trish Stratus lying on a table. And there's just some blokes going like, hey, in the crowd. So Hate Crew 78 has uh, done some constructive criticism. Um, could someone edit out that old dude at the beginning? Makes it difficult to bust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. Oh, that 21 second. Come on, come on. Oh, the old dude. Just press pause or just go on a different website. Every time I'm looping it, he keeps coming back. Oh, God. There you go. Thanks, Beyond, for that. No. I'm hope, you, hope your lips better soon. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see. New Year. Same old. <laughs> I want a wholesome bloody thing. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, not wholesome review requests with your five-star <laughs> proof, please. <laughs> I'll still find some in the comments. <laughs> uh, they had a little uh, video uh, highlighting Cody Rhodes ahead of his return. Uh, he's, well, it showcased his return at WrestleMania, and next week's going to be the titty stuff. I think this is one of the more significant things on the show to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Like, off the back of the, like, nice but fairly clandestine interview we did on the Christmas clip show, um, which was unannounced, this is obviously an indication that there's going to be no Rumble surprise. It's a It's a build-up. He's going to be booked as one of the favourites. It just changes the complexion of the night itself, doesn't it? This idea that you're waiting for Cody to return, like, or hoping that he's going to return. Mm-hmm. Say now it's just anticipating like him being in the match and where he's going to place and what the challenges are going to be. It's just a different complexion on what Cody's Raw Rumble is going to look like, and I think I quite like it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but it's like something. It's this, you know, there's good and bad surprises in wrestling. There's good and bad. Uh, like sort of announced returns. I think I didn't realise how much I was looking forward to an announced return. I think I thought the, uh, the drama was in a surprise, but maybe with Cody it's not. Mm. I was chatting to a mate of mine over Christmas and we were talking about the Royal Rumble and I was saying, it's really easy, this year's Royal Rumble. So easy. Rio wins the women's, Cody wins the men's, everyone's happy. And he, he, he's such a victim of the WWE brain thing because he was like, oh, I don't know, I just think, that bit obvious, maybe have someone like The Rock win it instead. And I was like, no, don't do that. The whole point is you were, he was like, yeah, he was he hated last year's Rumble as well. Uh, and I was like, yeah, part of the reason for that is because people were like, part-time is coming, win the Rumble, and they go, yeah, cool, bollocks to all these people. who I mean, no, Cody's obviously not been working for six months or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, sometimes obvious is absolutely fine. Like, oh, we, could, we need to swerve the fans. No, you don't. No, just need, not uh, always. Tell them what they want. Make sure they want it, then deliver it. You've also got like I don't think I still think Cody will win. I think, but you've got you. What you're doing here is not just building up Cody's return. You're putting mammoth heat on somebody that might 
stop him achieving mm-hmm. his dream. So this this is, you know, they're doing the work for somebody else as well as Cody himself as a result of this. I also love the story coming out that we did on the news this morning that uh, the initial plan under the old regime, as it's called now, was Cody versus John Cena at WrestleMania. So they had him come out on the Raw after WrestleMania and effectively call his shot of like, I'm going to become the world champion. And they still went, yeah, bollocks, just having fun. Insane. Anyway, um, Damage Control are walking through the back and some people have spotted MVP Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander are chatting to Postman Pierce. So. I, I can't. I, don't have <laughs> I cannot wait for that. That week. Oh my god! There's a bang at that. I cannot wait. I uh, uh, really look forward to someone doing like uh, you know those like fan edits. <laughs> d- d- go on, do as the best of the her business. <laughs> do it. I actually saw someone go. Liv Morgan and Bulletproof was uh, Bullet Club was goaded. Bulletproof. <laughs> Liv Morgan and uh, Bullet uh, Club was goaded. What? Three weeks she teamed with Butler and Ace. Yeah. Cost. Like, uh, uh, hit different. Like, did it? You just <laughs> she threw up too sweet for like. A fortnight? Do you think that's why Apollo Crews stopped looking at the future? Because he looks and he saw the herpes. He was like, I'm not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that can't be real. I'm not manifesting that. <laughs> right, anyway, out comes Damage Qatar. Um, Bailey talks up uh, the fact that, hey, this town's not all bad because we formed at SummerSlam here. Uh, but they need to talk about the Irish elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> not Kevin Patrick on commentary. Who? Kevin Patrick. Um, she beat Becky Lynch. She's blagging about that, boasting, etc. And Becky comes out and says, shut up. Um, Talks about Bailey having to get out of someone's shadow. Uh, Now she's got her own team. Um, But it's only going to be a matter of time before the two people who are actually good and win titles in damage control turn on her. Um, Becky challenges Bailey for the night. Bailey says, "Eh, I've already beaten you, so why don't you fight these two? Uh, And it's not really established. Well, Becky's like, I haven't got my phone on me, so I'll just take you on two-on-one, but they never really confirmed whether or not it's tag team or handicap. I think they said it was a tag team match, but she was just going to do it until someone else came out and tagged with her, which happened, but not to the, not to the way that Becky was hoping. Right. Mess this one. An absolute mess. Um, this We say it all the time, but this Bailey character is washed. Like the, the win over Becky Lynch feels like it means nothing already. So I forgot. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Well, <laughs> if you like, if you if you want to do it, you've got to make it count, and you you haven't. So there we go. That's gone. That's lost. Um, fair enough. They're now telling us what we can kind of all see, which is that at some point or another, damage Katala finished, and it's going to be them two turn on Bailey. Just just do it now. <laughs> like don't yeah. don't sit around on that one. It's not helping Becky Lynch. I think like. We're doing this a lot on this Raw review. There's other more interesting things to talk about than what actually took place on the show. Becky they're dragging this out so they can say, oh, Becky couldn't possibly be in the Rumble because she's fighting Bailey." Maybe, but, like, Becky and Ronda's off, isn't it? Yes. Like, that's... Realised how dead it is. That's interesting. Like, but... I think she's on the way out. Who, Ronda? Aye. Well, and I wonder, like, how much Becky Lynch has had to do with that. I wonder if she's asked oh, questions about the heat of it and, like, or trying to take control of a career as a star with a bit of... Stroke a bit of, yeah, agency and a bit of influence. But if that's the case, why would you submit to this nonsense? I like as well? the fact it's taken this long as well in the report that um, probably good friends with Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that in the report for this, they were like Yeah, you know, looking back, we should probably done a one on one match at WrestleMania thirty five. Like, yeah. Quite a lot of people said that before WrestleMania thirty. It didn't take three fucking years for you to go, guys, I've been thinking. Uh did we completely drop a bollock with this one? Stupid. 
Anyway. Shalaflaya. It's the only way I can think to say a name. Shabadarallah. So then, yeah, we got Dakota. <laughs> Dakota Kai and Eoskai versus Becky Lynch and question mark. More on that later. Um, oh, God, later. Well, now. Um, they never said it was a handicap match. So it was like Becky Lynch held her own, but the numbers game, etc., catches up to her. Um, and as they're eventually working over Becky Lynch, out comes Mi Chin, who they kept. So is she now? Oh, that was on the Tron. Yeah. She's not me. Um, Changes every week. Yeah. Me and Mi Chin comes out. Tags in, runs wild. Hey, who's running this show? Vince? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they two of them come in and give uh, Dakota Kai a double superplex, but Sky breaks up the cover. Um, and then there's a bit with Kai coming through the ropes and uh, Yim, Mi Chin, whatever we're calling her now, spikes her with the sort of leg scissors, take down, smash your face into the mat thing. Uh, but Bailey's there to put Dakota Kai's foot on the rope. So Lynch attacks her, um, but that allows the numbers game to catch up to Meechin, who get, eats an eat defeat from Kai, and then Sky hits the moonsault, one, two, three, and Lynch sells this like it's the end of the world, basically. Yeah, fine. Fine action, but like this story's rubbish and boring, and Becky Lynch on a losing streak is not something you can buy. She lost two, I suppose, but it's not something you can buy, especially against these heels, because they're just not strong enough as heels for her. It's a Christmas program for Becky Lynch going nowhere for the second year in a row. The Liv Morgan one was a busted flush as well. I don't want any of this at the Rumble in a singles like setting. I want Becky Lynch in the Rumble and made to believe that she might win it. This is uh, elements of the match were okay. I like the stuff with Becky and uh, you on the outside. Mm. No, Dakota Kai on the outside, sorry. And then they got to the finish where Michin does a move that sees her land on her back, but ugh, before she can get up, you guys hit that. Incidentally, tremendous moonsault. Except if you actually watch it, she just sort of goes, right, I've done my move. Right, need to lie down. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> moonsault. Like, oh, come on. You've got to be tighter than that to get past my pedantic dickhead criticism. <laughs> Byron Saxton catches up with Alexa Bliss backstage. Yeah. Talks about losing control. She says, huh, lost control? No. I gained control uh, over Bianca's headspace. And uh, <laughs> I'm the real threat, and the Raw Women's Championship belongs to me. No, it doesn't. You lost. You just lost. Yeah, you've got no control anymore. You just had your title shot. Maybe she thinks because the bell didn't ring to signify a DQ, because I think Corey Graves just went, well, I guess that's a DQ. Because no, there's no referee to... But who is it? Maybe she just thinks the match is still going. She's technically... Miss. So it's 24-7 time now. She's going to pin her on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> right. Best bit of the show's arrived. Main event time? Nope. Better uh, than that. Time for prison, Mike. Uh, this is good. Yeah, this was great. So they showed footage uh, of Dominic Mysterio and Mammy uh, crashing the Mysterio's Christmas party, just like they did at Thanksgiving. But the Mysterios have come slightly more prepared this time. Uh, Ray gets into it with Dom again. Angie slaps a taste out of Rhea's mouth, uh, or at least attempts to. And the police show up and arrest Dominic Mysterio. In the we've all seen it. The bit with him with the bars, and <laughs> don't let him arrest me. I won't last him there. But now, suddenly, Dominic Mysterio is the bell of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> He's, calm, calm down, you. I'm let you press this button whenever you feel like it. He's in all white. Oh my God. I know, yeah, in yeah. a big white room. Um, and uh, he's talking about. 
sadness, prison. I think he's got a teardrop tattoo on his face. Yes, it's fantastic. Talks about serving hard times. More legitimate than the Undertaker's ever was. Serving hard time, surviving prison. Prison changes a man. You might think it's over for him, but he's just getting started. And then he pops the toothpick back in and sends a little message to Mammy. Oh, mate. Oh, my God. This is dope. It, I, the only thing that makes this better is if they reveal he spent, like, 10 minutes in prison. But that's the implication. Yeah. 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 The idea that, like, Rhea Ripley bailed him out as soon as she could the next morning, and this is what prison has done to him, is brilliant. Prison Dom. It's even better than Blind Dom. It's like, acting, ah, you couldn't top Blind Dom, you've done it. Such a good, it's such a good heel bit. Like, yeah. genuinely, if all of WWE was this, absolutely preposterous, but silly and entertaining melodrama. This match between Dominic and Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania is going to be incredible. <laughs> it is going to be absolutely incredible. It's one of my most anticipated matches of the year. They are going to do such a fantastic job of it. I wish it was all like this. More of this mm. and significantly fewer 18-minute matches. I don't need to go 18 minutes, and I promise you I will shut up. I promise you I will praise at the altar of Papa H. This is so fun. It, like... This is, what, this is what WWE is. Don't aspire to be anything else other than this, yeah. Triple H. This is what you're good at. Stupid soapy nonsense that's also wildly entertaining. Do this. You know it's some, You know it's good. All you can do. When you don't have to say, well, something happened, but you sit there and you watch it and you go, right, I have to stop this for a second because my brain is going a million miles a second thinking up stuff. So the Sammy stuff, obviously, you pictured a million different things for Sammy, Bloodline, Roman Reigns, World Titles, et cetera, et cetera, right? I watched this and I was like, oh my God, right, okay, so do, what do I want to happen next? Do I want them to reveal the CCTV of him in prison? Do I want them, yeah, to do the obvious, uh, what are you talking about? You were in there for like 10 minutes, mate. You were literally, you got processed and then she went, there's the bail, see you later, yeah. right? Or do I want them to not know this and him to be, you know, story time with Dom, the rest of the, <laughs> the you know, that the group are sat around and he's telling tales about what it was like and... You know, the, the menace, they hoit. Suck the <laughs> life out of your body. Do I want the next match he's in, right, for him to come out in chains and they have to <laughs> undo the handcuffs to, like, let him loose? Like, they used to, was it Kane used to do that? Initially? Yeah, briefly, yeah. Oh, I, don't, had, I don't know what I want next, but I want all of it. They had uh, Sabu and 911 and Paul Heyman used to bring him out on one of them, like, Hannibal Lecter yeah, trailers. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Imagine if they bring him out, like, a Lecter. He's got the mask over oh. his face. Like, the judgment. <laughs> Finn Balor with a big smile wheeling him out. He's still got a toothpick in there. Yeah, with a toothpick sticking out. I love the developing runner of the things happening on, like, special occasions as well. So, like, I want a digital... Valentine's. I want a digital... Oh. So, Valentine's Day, like, the next table to Ray and Angie, Rhea and Dominic have booked it, and it just kicks off in the fancy restaurant that they brought a camera to for another digital exclusive. Yes, more. This is what the, this is what WWE is good at. Yeah, more of this. I just Prison Mike was. Uh, everyone's said it on on Twitter today, but just on Prison Mike, I love how there's probably this push and pull in the writers' room of is this too stupid? Yeah, is he too stupid? Is he jumping the shark? Maybe, but it's just so funny. I just love the idea. I'd do it. It's just funny. It was uh, Gervais and Merchant, wasn't it? What that came up with that? They wrote that episode. Oh, I didn't know that. I watched the. Uh, the what's the bloody restaurant called? Chili's. Yeah, watch the Chili's episode over Christmas where he nails the sail in there. Oh, I want my baby, my baby, my baby, my baby. Chili's. I, I, I drive a brown probe. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good episode because it's also where they discover the uh, screenplay that he's written. Oh, d- twigged. 
So like, is that the final, we, the final yeah. replace? <laughs> it's spectacular. Uh, what happened next on Raw? Oh, I saw this and I thought, oh, that was really good. It was like a Bronson Reed video package. And they were like, here's what he is. You know, he's this monster and he's the tsunami and blah, blah. And all I could think was, that had been really useful if you'd aired that, you know, before you just sent him out there to absolute crickets in the midst of this dreadful Ms. Dexalumis bollocks. Yeah, you shouldn't, and I've said this before, you shouldn't stigmatise your own developmental as just uh, some rubbish thing that we do. That, there, AWB did so what? It's only developmental. Like, the philosophical idiocy with that is just a joke, and they need to actually genuinely correct it. Television networks knew this 20 years ago. Like, Vince McMahon, with WWE It's Most Powerful, couldn't leverage the USA Network to give him some time for WWE because they believed the brand was dead and nobody would know the wrestlers were... NXT lost a ratings war in a way more pathetic fashion than WCW. And yet Triple H brings these wrestlers out and like, don't you remember these guys? And literally nobody was watching. That was the yeah, point, mate. That was how you lost all this. It's a philosophical thing of, oh, they're just some nobodies and then we need to make them somebodies. And then, are you ready for the somebodies? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, right, main event time, US <sighs> Championship match, Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins. Surprise, surprise. Austin Theory had a really enjoyable match because he was facing Seth Rollins. <laughs> And, of course, the crowd was singing along to his actual theme. Which is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, words to that effect. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I yet again enjoyed this. Uh, Rollins, back and forth stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Theory's in control, then Rollins is in control... Uh, Rollins makes his comeback, suicide dive, goes for a pedigree, but Theory brilliantly counters it and hits a backbreaker. Uh, oh, no, he counters it, and then Rollins counters that and hits a backbreaker for a two. Rollins hit a superplex, goes for Falcon Arrow. That's when Theory brilliantly reverses into a neckbreaker. That got him a near fall. They trade strikes. Um, Rollins goes to those you know, elbow strikes and the sort of... It's a knockoff hidden blade, isn't it, basically? That he's going for? Well, uh, Rollins. He, yeah, suggesting that uh, Seth Rollins nicks everything from a famous New Japan professional wrestler. Because <laughs> he's been doing that for five years. Um, but Rollins has is, is tweaked his knee earlier. That's wrestling on the planet, period. Why don't you rip off some of your mates' moves then? <laughs> <laughs> and not Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi. Just, yeah. just, a, just a weird thought. He goes to the curb stomp, as I said. He's, his knee's been tweaked earlier, and his knee gives out. Super Dragon? Uh, Theory sight. I've had enough of this bollocks. I'm out of here. Grabs the belt, goes to leave. Rollins goes after him. Theory swings with the belt, but Rollins super kicks and then hits a one. That did look good. The one-legged uh, frog splash off the top for a nice near fall. Theory shoves Rollins into the referee. Ref goes down. Rollins hits a pedigree, crawls over to make the cover because he's selling the knee. Second ref slides in. One, two. Austin Theory kicks out. Uh, Theory again shoves Rollins. He almost bumps the new ref, but the new ref shields himself. And of course, as the ref's looking away, low blow from Theory. Chop blocks the injured leg. A-town down. One, two, three. Good ending to the show, I thought this. Yeah, me too. I thought this was um, not like Seth Rollins is a good wrestler. Pass it on sort of thing, but I thought his selling here was particularly great, and I thought it contributed to what I thought was some good booking all the way around. You want to start the year fresh. The show never stops. It's WWE, but it did kind of stop a bit with the best of last week, and this was an opportunity, and they took it. 
Seth Rollins and Austin Theory can be finished, can be done. Seth Rollins has put over Austin Theory, so Austin Theory can now get going. And with the benefit of having gone over Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is now a babyface conclusively. There's none of this farting around 50-50 stuff they were doing, and he's a babyface with a, a bad leg again. Like the, the knee problems that bothered him a few years ago, which were referenced in the physical action here, were kind of like made clear here. So that's something interesting for his run to the Rumble, because Seth Rollins as a babyface, of course, should be wanting to challenge for the title. He's a good Seth Rollins, uh, babyface, is, with a bit of an injury, is a good Royal Rumble story. So I just really like that, actually, that feeling in WWE of them actually tying up a few loose ends that you never really get enough of. I came away with that here, off the back of a decent match, too. Uh, I thought it was good. Not like great, but like a good to very good match. Mm. And I was watching it throughout. Again, I was gripped and impressed by Rollins selling. But it was like... Uh, Genuinely, the thing I took away from it the most was that his usual stuff didn't look as good by design because he was doing it on one leg. I was like, oh, that looks weak. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, he's lost virtually cleanly. Great. It was really good. Yeah, really, really good stuff, this. Um, and uh, exciting to see what they do next with both these guys, to be perfectly honest. Not, uh, not, not theory. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving theory a chance. He said 2023 was going to be his year. And, and name me one arsehole that ever said that. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... Oh, God. First day back, and I've had to watch Raw, so I'm knackered already. At M. Sidgwick. Follow me, at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we'll be back later on today uh, to preview the show formerly known as NXT 2. It's Wrestle Kingdom tomorrow. Oh! Oh! Um, and if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave a five-star review review, just like, like Fionn McDonnell from Cork and Ireland did. Thank you again, Fionn. Sorry for that. Um, you can either leave it on Apple Podcast or do the screenshot the Spotify five stars. We need the proof. Obviously. Uh, and email it to me, just as Fionn did. Uh, <laughs> Adam.wilbornwhatculture.com. Anyway, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. <laughs>